How do you handle bad clients? Do you ever wish life had an undo button? Walking the balance between business and the creative life can be hard. But Matt and Shelby are here to attempt to answer the tough questions, so you don't need an undo. Presented by Made by Things, this is The Command Z Show. Well, hello, everybody in podcast land. Uh, All million plus of you listening to this right now. Uh, Hey, Shelby, how's it going? I'm doing all right. It looks like I'm in podcast land, so that's where I'm at today. Well, welcome. Yeah. Yeah, and your cat, maybe, or your dog? Is is that a dog? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't even... Who knows anymore? He uses a litter box, so, like, the the, the lines are blurred. It is. Uh, you were saying is going. He's going to the groomers, and I just saw a big fluffy, furry thing. I honestly didn't even stop to think what kind of animal yeah, that was. Very fluffy, very furry. Not looking there the best. A little scraggly at the moment. Yeah, okay. maybe a slightly bit concussed. We're not really <laughs> sure. But. You know, he runs into everything because he's little. So like, it's just constantly just like running into things. Um, it's it's fine. It's okay. He just tries to be big. Nice. Runs into That's walls. It's great. Uh, I already know you're gonna start giving me the little sympathy things, sympathy noises already. But my my dog, uh, he's going a bit blind. He still has fun occasionally. Uh, he likes to play, but he in the mornings and at night he is just he can't see anything. So he'll run straight into walls. Uh, and listen. It's it's not funny, but at the same time, just seeing an animal like slowly walk into a wall is kind of funny. It's kind of funny. <laughs> I don't know. I I give him a hug afterwards, and I feel sorry for him. But um, it's crazy. He runs into just stuff all the time. Or he, uh, yesterday, he, he usually goes to the door when he's ready to come back inside, and uh, we hear him barking outside. And my wife goes out there to look and see what he's doing. He's barking at our grill uh, instead of the door, which is is weird. But it's on the opposite side of our porch. And I'm like, huh, interesting. So he knows the general area at least. He was close, oh. and that's what it's it's weird because he generally figures his way out. Like if we just let him out, like he's usually fine. But anyway, so there's uh there's that story about. Animals. What is his name? Uh, Layton and Lucy are my dog's names. And Lucy. I'll remember that. Yep. It was uh, Professor Layton and Princess Lucy Peaches. Nice. That's that's what it was, but they got shortened a little bit to to Layton and Lucy. I don't think you should shorten those names. They're they're solid. They're good. They are, (laughs) but it got a little bit exhausting (laughs) after a bit. (laughs) Um, anyway, uh, we are, are here with a, a little bit of a shorter episode today, um, but a question that I believe is quite serious. Shelby? Yeah. Go ahead. So the big question of the day is, how do you handle bad clients? Oh, geez. Uh, that's a fun one. I'm going to go to this idea right here. When when I was first starting out, it seemed like I was always 
having bad clients and I'm using air quotes for everyone in podcast land. Um, and I don't know. It, it's weird. I, I feel a couple different ways about this. I always want to say that there's no such thing as bad clients. Um, that you just need to, I, I don't know. There was an issue with something in your process. If, if there's a client that's bad, it means that just you, I don't know, you didn't cover something or I didn't cover something. Um, and I allowed it. I allowed them to become a bad client. So that's kind of my, my general thought about it, but I think that's maybe my general personalities. I try to take responsibility for everything, Mm -hmm. maybe even a little bit too much. Um, but honestly, it didn't start to me until I saw, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this, but I can't remember his name, but he, he had this talk that was like clients from hell or, Mm. uh, something like that where people would post like these little like short messages from a client Mm -hmm. or a message. Like, I don't know. It's kind of funny at first. And then over time I'm like, this is really unhealthy guys. Like you're just blaming other people for something or you're not delivering the entire story Mm -hmm. of like why they are a, in quotations, clients from hell. How did the relationship get to be like this? Cause I doubt that's how it started. Right. Right. And, um, yeah, I, I, so I think for me it was like, I mean, it probably wasn't the switch over time, but it was this thing where it's like, okay, any time that a relationship didn't go super great or a project didn't go great, it's like, well, what did I do mm-hmm. wrong there? And at what point could I, could I have made this better? Yeah. And honestly, it starts at like taking on clients that you shouldn't be helping. Mm-hmm. So like that's like the first thing where, you know, if if a client relationship goes incredibly sour that's the first thing to look at like oh you know what i shouldn't have taken them on as a client Mm -hmm. and it's like okay well now i need to make sure i'm paying attention to these people that we take on um to make sure that they're they're good fits for us and what their expectations are Mm um it's I, i mean i can get into the whole financial aspect of things a little bit but in general, clients that have smaller budgets are much pickier and they want something that's possibly unattainable. Yeah. Uh, whereas it's weird, but clients with larger budgets generally hire you to be the professional mm-hmm. and want you to do what you do in the way that you do it. Yeah. Um, so it, it starts there where it's like, okay, if you have the case of like the picky client, it's like... Well, there's your first thing. You took on took on uh, a project that wasn't a good financial fit. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, there's there's a number of those different things, but um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of things to kind of take into account. I feel like when it comes to what do you consider to be like a bad client? Yeah. Um, but again, like I said, like, I, I think for the most part, I, I take that responsibility on myself and I'm, I try to figure out like, okay, what can we do differently in the future? Because in a lot of cases, unfortunately, you can't change that relationship once it's already, no, it hasn't gone bad. And not that this is something that happens to us <laughs> very often. Uh, again, it's especially happened a lot more in the those beginning stages because I didn't have 
a good understanding. I didn't have a good knowledge of like the people that we should be helping yeah. or the price points that we should be helping at and um, the type of problems that we should be solving. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, you know, it, it's definitely still a thing where we're still always learning. And I think that it always stays that way. Um, but, you know, like even recently, we still like learn things about kind of our process. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe we have been doing this not super, I don't, know, I don't want to say we've been doing it wrong, but it's like, maybe there's a better way that we could be doing things mm-hmm. to re- reduce conflict. Yeah. I think, I think that's, that's kind of the, the better way of saying it. Cause like, you know, at this point we don't like completely have these like <laughs> blow ups with clients or anything like that, but there's, there's moments of conflict. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of projects that any, and any creative project, I actually, weirdly enough think that conflict is a bit healthy in well i think in all relationships especially client projects i think that to a certain point though obviously to a certain point it becomes very unhealthy mm-hmm. um but i don't know to me it's it's always interesting even still like today whenever something comes up it's like oh you know what like let's take responsibility for why this problem is happening and let's figure out how to how to make that not happen in the future or be able to kind of, I don't know, evolve, I, I suppose, to make things better. Well, and you can also evolve upon your own process in doing that too because if you are working with a client and they are looking for a specific thing and they're not receiving that and they voice those those opinions to you, you know, you can see a, maybe a weaker spot or it might not even be a weak spot but just an area for um, opportunity to kind of improve right. on something of – you know, how do we present these projects? You know, how are we communicating this clearly with the client? Is there a different way? Are these people visual? Are they not visual? Do they want to read this? There's a lot of different ways that you can kind of create these other options based on kind of what your client's preferences are. And every client's going to be very different. You know, some of them want to be very actively involved and others others don't so much. Right. So, and it also depends too, if you're going directly to a client and you're working with the person who's going to be using these videos, or if you're working with another agency, too. All of those processes right. are going to be very different. Right, right. Um, I, I guess it kind of goes to something that, I don't know, I guess, like, early in my career, it was really about, like, just make great stuff and mm-hmm. whatever, you know? Like, that was the only thing that really mattered at the time. I never, I never had to think about the client relationships or anything. And I remember asking uh, owner of a company that I was working at in Los Angeles, um, like, what's the most, like, if you can go back and, like, do things differently, like, what what would you do, like, what would, what would you do differently? Mm-hmm. And his response was, like, incredibly shocking to me, uh, where he was saying, like, he would spend more time understanding how to manage client expectations. Mm-hmm. I was like, at the time, I was like, that's such a boring response. <laughs> but it's something that stuck with me, obviously, because I'm like, that is a really big challenge. Yeah. And because there's just, again, this is still something that we we always face. Any any company faces this. Anytime that there's a client involved and there's a service involved, there is an expectation for what that person is paying for. Mm-hmm. And it's it's our job as you know, the person that they're hiring to understand what those expectations are specifically. Yeah. And 
if there is a mismatch there, that leads to a breakdown in communication mm-hmm. process and just the the quality of the work overall. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I guess it's sort of this uh, this idea that anything that can go wrong will go wrong. So it's like okay, anything that's left open for interpretation during any sort of client creative relationship is gonna. I mean, there's so many different ways to take things. So it's like it's, if it's not specifically laid out, mm-hmm. of course it's going to go wrong. Um, and I don't know. Like it again. I don't want to say this is something that we've like figured out completely. I think it's still something that again we we come across where it's like, oh, you know what? I thought that we communicated this really well, mm-hmm. but it turns out we didn't. Um, and I, there's a part of me now. So now as you know, a leader of a team business owner where I I kind of get excited in those moments because I'm like oh right now we get to learn something new and like I'm, I'm not always excited about like let's change everything yeah. but at the same time I'm always like oh this is going to be something that helps mm-hmm. like here's another hint that the world is giving us to be able to make what we're doing even better well and you're constantly learning about your own process in that mm-hmm. right right and that was so the uh a little bit of a post that I put on LinkedIn today was, you know, you can have a creative process, but you need to have a process for when that process breaks down mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because it's, it's going to, it's going to inevitably break down. Like we're not, we're not machines that create things exactly the same every single time. Mm-hmm. Even if you're a studio that creates generally the same stuff, like if, even if you're like a branding studio or an animation studio, like no matter what it is, Every single project and client are different. And that's, that's something that nobody really tells you about. They tell you, make sure you have a process, but they don't tell you what to do when that process breaks. Uh, A lot of people will say, okay, they broke my process. They are a bad client. They are a client from hell. And um, again, I just, I don't, I think that's the easy way out. And yeah. I think people get to thinking about the the client and the creative relationship <clears throat> and they think about it as kind of a um they don't think about it very organically they think of it very like like a, a sterile mechanic mm-hmm. being it's it's not something that you're you're really working on you know during that because that that relationship does matter and it's just people you know you're it's just having a relationship with another human being and I think we think of like client as like it's a sterile term it's removed from the process right you know we're just Mm -hmm. serving this this other being and it's it's not that it's it's very uh, organic it's very uh, you know it's a two-way street i mean both people are are having a conversation in this everybody has their own ideas and their own opinions on how this should work and you know just as if you were having a relationship with just another person like you know with Mm -hmm. a friend or another person on the street or a colleague those type of relationships are going to be different, you know, and you're going to have to kind of change your process, how you speak to them, what you say to them. You know, it's, it all is, it all works within that same system just because they're a client or because there's some monetary value um, or some exchange of services being involved in this doesn't mean that there's that relationship aspect removed from that piece. You know, it's still very personal. Right. Honestly, I think it's the, 
the best processes are are personal, yeah. right? I think that's a really important part of what we do is, again, like it goes back to like when I was first starting out, I was like, okay, I just make this thing and I make it look good and then everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not that simple at all. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really important for everyone in that process to understand that. Um, it's It's also become a thing where... You know, honestly, for, for both of our roles with uh, any projects that we do, mm-hmm. we try to be advocates for the client yeah. and what they're trying to do. Like, I I always feel like that's that is our job. Um, maybe you in that producer role, maybe a little bit more than than me, mm-hmm. which, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be an advocate for the artists on our team as well as the client. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to take in a lot of people's uh, opinions and just feelings, I guess, <laughs> in, in general. And that that can get really frustrating too. I always think about like like we can have this really long, great conversation with a client, and they're like, you know what? We mostly love everything that you've done, but we feel like this one part right here, it just doesn't say like specifically what we need to say right yep. there. And it's like, yeah. like to us when we have these conversations, we're like, you know what? That makes total sense. Like, let's do that. But then when we go internally then and we're like, hey, listen, like, uh, we're going to, uh, client wants to change this, this, and this uh, because we feel like it's going to flow better that way. Mm-hmm. When you hear things secondhand like that, it often, it, it can often lead to frustration. Yeah. And this idea that, again, we have a bad client that we're working with. Yeah. But it's like, it's, I don't know, just this weird game of telephone that it's kind of inevitable in some way. But Well, it's hard when um, not everyone's in the room. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you, you just can't see, like, how positive they feel about this thing. And it's like, oh, man, this is great. Like, we're almost there. But then whenever you turn around and say that, they see it as like, oh, this is going to take me days. And it's like, I I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I, I feel for you. But, like, this is an important thing to change. Yeah. And here's why, you know. Um, but I, I don't. I think it's just one of those things about just kind of client services again, in, in general, whenever we have a team, and I think there can be that frustration from people at at, at all different points, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, where else do we want to go with this? Anywhere? You got something? I'm thinking about that, but I, I think the, yeah, that relationship aspect and like the secondhand um, information is really interesting to me because when you're relaying that to, to artists specifically, like if you're going back to the creatives and I, I always feel this way about um, written feedback as opposed to discussions, right. it's, it's really hard to be able to read the tone of someone just in writing. Right. Like if they just send an email with, okay, well, these are, these are the corrections we want to make. It's like, because in person, you know, or at least via Zoom or whatever, you're most likely going to have, you know, a little bit of an extra dialogue about, oh yeah, we love this. This is awesome. You know, there's something positive that usually comes out and you can see them, you know, they're, they're, they're physically there. But when you're just Mm -hmm. getting that, that written response, it can be, it can be challenging because usually it's just the focus on these are the things we need to change get down to it and that's all. So, I mean, for me, I always prefer if we can have those those discussions with clients, even if mm-hmm. it's not, I mean, it doesn't have to be something where, okay, well, we're, we're pushing back against something. It's like, just, just to hear what their thoughts are 
and just to be able to have that very human relationship right. just to have right. that that connection is so important to be able to have a good relationship with them it is for sure and i guess that's why i say it's like you know we we haven't figured out the perfect way to be able to mm-hmm. kind of work with a bigger team like we can't have the entire team in every <laughs> single like yeah call um and that's that's kind of the struggles of what we do and kind of part of our responsibility again though of like you know i guess like you know if if uh our clients are upset with us i take responsibility for that Hmm. if we're upset with our clients i take responsibility for that if our team is upset with the notes that we get or the, the the client i also take responsibility for that and it can it can be really tough again, just because you're like I don't I don't know how to best handle this. Mm-hmm. But um, again, like it's 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 a case by case kind of thing always with with clients. Where um, again, if something is left out of the process, especially one that they're used to, yeah. they're gonna they're gonna be lost, or they're not gonna know how to give feedback, mm-hmm. or I don't know. There, there's a there's a lot of stuff to it, and just because somebody doesn't know how to give the best feedback doesn't make them a bad client, yeah. I guess. And I think that, again, that's where people would jump to almost immediately. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I guess that's what that's what I would say overall is um, there's just much more to the story always. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, anytime that someone's like bad client. Um, I don't know. That's where my head goes anyway. Yeah. I would even say too, like thinking about that, about the, the response, um, and how they're responding with their feedback is you don't know what clients they've worked with too in the past or like what, what creatives they've worked with in the past as well. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, they may have been working with somebody who responds very well to this kind of feedback, or they Mm -hmm. may be used to a very, very different process. You know, I mean, if, mm-hmm. if an agency has been working with another creative agency, you know, for years, they have a relationship defined, they know exactly how that process works, and then they work with someone different, that can be completely different. I mean, it can completely right. change their expectations. I mean, our expectations are different, their expectations are different, and that can be a really big challenge. But I think in that, there's a great opportunity, too, to learn, okay, well, what was that other what was that other company or the other agency doing that was so great that you loved so much and how can we implement that and how can we use those techniques? Because it is a learning process and it always is a learning process. It's never going to stop being so. Right. I I always think about it like a, like a medical practice. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's what we are doing. Like creative companies are practices where it's like, I don't, I I love that because it always like, says that we're never perfect at this thing. Mm-hmm. It's a practice where you, you're constantly getting better. You're constantly learning and adapting and evolving, basically. Yeah. And to me, that's actually one of the most fun parts about what we do. Again, it's like, I I, I love coming up with new processes for things. Um, but again i try not to be too quick to just change everything Mm -hmm. it's like oh okay like here's a new tool this could be really beneficial (laughs) um like i get really excited about those things but at the same time it's like let's take it slow and let's let's figure out how this can really help um but I, i love what you said about like asking people early on in uh 
I don't know, a call about a project or something like that. Like, hey, have you worked with anyone like this before? Mm-hmm. Have you? Like, what process are you used to? Yeah. What things did you like about it? What things did you not like about it? And, you know, you can explain your own process, which yeah, I, I definitely don't want it to sound like you. I'm saying you shouldn't have one and everyone mm-hmm. should be the different, completely different. But I, I guess I think it's, it should be more of a framework. Yeah. Rather, rather than like this, like specific process where you have to follow step by step. This is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, honestly, obviously, can, honestly, and obviously, it can get really tough, like budgeting for projects whenever mm-hmm. that's the case. Because if you if you completely play it in this, like whatever happens, happens, you're going to lose money and you're going to be a terrible business. <laughs> so it's like it's it's this balance that always has to happen. Of like, okay, well, here's what we generally have planned for these different stages understanding like okay we either might have to bounce around a little bit or they might come up with i don't know i don't want to say a new idea because that might be a game changer but honestly though even if they do like if Mm -hmm. if somebody is going into a process with you and they're like they're like you know what we like the work that you're doing but we just think that we need something completely different now Mm -hmm. based on new information that we've received or something well that can go in so many different ways. Obviously, in the in in our ideal world as creatives, we want to hear like we know it's going to cost us money. It's okay. Just let us know what the damage is, and we'll figure out a way to move forward. Yeah. <clears throat> That's what we would consider to be an amazing client. <laughs> um, but then you know you also have people that are like, wait, I I'm not pay- we don't have any more money for this. We can't pay any extra. Yeah. Like this is useless to us if we can't do this. Um, and like, it can be much more on the aggressive side, but either way, I'm always like those people that understood that they would have to pay extra. Like, how did they know that? And it's like, yeah, I get, you know, for us, we have this whole like onboarding process for our partners that we work with Mm -hmm. and they don't always read through all of it or watch all of it, but like we still... Yeah. But like, you know, we we try to, this is like our moment of like educating on our process, mm-hmm. educating on what we have found to create the best work that we can. Yeah. So like for us, it's like, we really need you to look through this. So like for me, I'm like, okay, if anyone's watched through the videos that we've sort of made for like our onboarding process, they expect, they understand and know that like for them to completely change their mind about something in the middle of a project is gonna have consequences yeah. cost consequences to them you know um but at the other at the, at the other end i'm like okay if they think that there's no extra fees or anything associated with this like why do they think that mm-hmm. and it's like oh they didn't watch the video like okay if that's the case we have two options we can call them a bad client and just be mad about it forever or we could be like what could we have done differently to make sure that they watched those videos Mm -hmm. should we should we add something to our process to make sure that they did watch it should we not that i would do this but like should we give them a test at the end like (laughs) that's one possible solution should we right should we make them sign off that they did watch it like i don't i don't know but like there's to me that's where it gets exciting because it's like oh there's so many options as far as like how to solve that problem Mm -hmm. and um I don't know, like, so I love, like, adapting, slowly adapting our process to be even better and yeah. better and better. Um, but it's it's also one of these things, again, where you don't want to put a new policy in place just because something happened one time. Mm-hmm. 
if something happens once, you're like, hmm, what did I do different? Or what could I have done differently there? Yeah. If something happens twice, then you're like, okay, mm-hmm. clearly there's something that we are doing. Mm-hmm. And we're starting to see a pattern. If it happens three times, then it's like things need to absolutely change right now. Okay. Um, like can't, can't go forward. This is a must do thing here. Mm-hmm. And it's, again, it's weird because sometimes you make changes in your process and you're like, this is it. Like, this is going to work really well. But it actually has a negative effect mm-hmm. uh, where you're like, you know what? I, this is wasting a bunch of their time. And like, it's just a lot of people are starting to complain about it. Like, we think it's beneficial, but they don't. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, you take that thing out. It doesn't matter what you think. Yeah. Um, like, you either need to find a different way to execute it or just completely remove whatever that thing was mm-hmm. to make things better again. I'm talking about like a lot of really specific situations. Hopefully it makes sense to everybody as I'm kind of going through these things. No, I I think Uh, so. I I think a lot of it comes down to just the idea that your process doesn't have to be a solid set of rules, mm -hmm. but it can work as guidelines. Right. Right. All right. That's my doorbell. I got to go. Any, any quick, any quick final thoughts? I think that, I think I just summed mine up. (laughs) Good. All right. Yeah. And that's, uh, I think I summed mine up too. Just, yeah, now my dog's freaking oh, yeah, out. This, I can is hear this is a good <laughs> a good exit to our conversation. Uh, okay, I'm just gonna make this the the, the quick goodbye. Alright, love you, bye. The Command Z show is created by Made by Things. And if you have a question you would like us to discuss, you can send a message at cmdz.show. And if you like what you hear, leave a review. We'll see you next week with a brand new show. <laughs>